so glad you're availing yourselves to the powerful message provided by Wisdom Connection, the media ministry of Wisdom International Network Ministries, where individuals are being helped to shape their future to fulfill their God-given destinies. We pray the ensuing message will enable you to find fulfillment in life. Now, let's receive the message. We're going to talk about weight. Weight as a subject. And weight as a subject is very, very important for everybody to hear and to understand it because it carries a lot of understanding as to people who wants to achieve something significant in life. You see, life always brings us to a place of expectation. When we are brought into this life, we are brought with a lot of goodies. When I say goodies, some have dreams, some have visions. There are things they want to achieve. And sometimes life can put a pause on your dream or your vision. And if you don't understand this subject of waiting, you might think your life is over or things are not working the way you expect it to work. You see, the word wait is very, very key. Especially as you grow in life, you must understand this particular word carefully or else you might not be able to have energy or strength to push the vision God has given you. We have two scriptures we want to use as example, uh, Isaiah 40, 29-31, our paraphrase is, The day that wait upon the Lord shall renew his strength, they shall mount up with wings like eagles, they will run and never be weary. And on and on and on. And then in Psalm 123, which I will read, Psalm 123, verse 2 says, Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of maid to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, until he has mercy on us. You see, he says that as eyes of the servants look to the hand of their masters as the eyes of a maid to the hand of a mistress so our eyes look to the Lord our God. Another translation says that wait on their masters. Wait on their masters. So it, between these two scriptures I was just studying and trying to find an, an understanding. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength simply means that sometimes in our life we have to forget about all our activities and our itineraries and all the things that we want to achieve and wait before the Lord who gave us the vision. Because without pausing and waiting, you might be running off tangent. You might be running off what God has called you to do. But when you learn to find time to wait, means you pause and listen to your spirit and the spirit of God in you and readjust and reset your focus and revisit your goals and your dreams and your visions to find out if you're of course going to fulfill that dream or you veer away from that dream, God will give you an opportunity to see what he wants you to see so that he can pursue your dreams again. In other words, in Psalm 123, it says, A servant wait for the master. So it simply means that sometimes when God gives you a gift, the gift is not for you. You have to understand like a waiter in the restaurant, as you serve people with your gift, 
God will show mercy upon you by rewarding you for what you do. So both uh, uh, instances are right. If you want to serve God and serve God for his reward, you have to learn to use your gift and your talents God has given you to serve him. If you want to just make sure that you're not wasting your time and your energy and you're following your God-given dreams and your God-given purpose and zeroing in on, bull, on the bullseye or where God is taking you to, once in a lifetime, once in a while, you have to pause. Pause simply means that you're taking a rest, you're re-evaluating the vision, the goals, the dreams, and the plans so that you can regain new strength to refocus. You can understand that most people in their lifetime have encountered people that when you tell them, wait, they don't have the patience to wait because they think that wait simply means no. When you have raised kids before, you can see that really plays out in, in, in the life of children a lot. They're rushing to for you to take them to the park to go and play. You say, Jojo, wait. In the child's mind, wait is simply no. But I'm here to encourage you and let you know that when God says that wait upon me, he's not telling you no, he's telling you that what you're asking me to do, what I've asked you to do, what I'm trying to do with your life is deeper and better and bigger than what you can see. Just wait for me to give you the directions. Wait for me to give you the strength so that when you hit roadblock in your life, because you already have the blueprint and you understand where I'm taking you to, you have the strength to carry on. I believe the year is still new and we are in the second month of the year. Most of you already have forgotten about your New Year's resolution. Most of you have already changed your mind from fulfilling your dreams and your goals. God put in your heart from the beginning of the year. I came to remind you that if you have waited before the Lord enough and you have heard the voice of God enough, this is the time for you to pick up your bag and baggage and go forward. Because waiting doesn't mean no, it simply means that pause. Let me show you everything that I've called you to do. And let me show you the loopholes and your plans and your goals in achieving them. Anybody still here? So to a mature person, no means something different. Sorry, wait means something different. But to a, a, a baby, to a child, to a baby Christian, God, why are you taking so long? They think no simply means it's not going to happen. But to a mature person, not yet. Somebody shout, not yet. Because what you've asked God is still in preparation. And when God is preparing what he wants to give you, listen, God will have to prepare you for what he has prepared for you. Because if you don't understand how God operates, God in the eternal past will always prepare something and finish it before he comes to begin. The Bible says it this way. It says that God knows the end from the beginning. I repeat that. God knows the end from the beginning. So if you're a visionary, you have to live by faith and trust God by faith. Somebody say live by faith and trust God by faith. Say that again. Live by faith and trust God by faith. You see, living by faith simply means that you know the one who gave the promise. And the Bible says that its promises in him are yea and amen. 
And because his promises in him are yea and amen, no matter how time delays what he has said, you simply know it's a wait period. And waiting period is a preparatory period for what God has prepared for you. Because everything in the sight of God is already accomplished. You're struggling to make it happen, but God has made it happen a long time ago. The scripture says it this way, it says from the foundations of the world. So it means that before you were born, God already knew what you become. He's retrofitted you for what you become. And he's waiting for you to have an understanding of what he's trying to make you achieve. And as you fall in line with his purpose, he will lead you to your God-given purpose. So when you're waiting, I said mature people see wait as not yet. God is still working it out. If you're the type who have always interpreted wait as no, I want you to change your mind. I've already tell you, told you some time ago, anytime you're here, no. Because our God is a God of possibilities, change the words. Put the O before the N and make it his own. The devil can't tell you no for you to give up and quit. The devil will always make you feel as though what God told you is a lie. He is a liar. But our God never lies. The Bible says that let God be true and let every man be a liar. Which means that when God says something, he's already established that. If he gave you the vision, he's already accomplished the vision. His purpose in him are yea and amen. You have to understand that waiting period is not a denial period, but rather a period to prepare. Because when God will take you to the next level in your life, you create a little pause in your life. A little pause. That pause is what it means to wait. Sometimes you'll be going to a certain direction and you see all cars will be stopped. And maybe somebody will say, no, there's something happening, wait. You see, those who are in a rush will just go by. The one who is saying waiting and face their own demise ahead. Let me see, tell you, because we don't know all things, we have to follow the leading of the Spirit of God for our lives. So when God pauses you, take this clue from me. God is not stopping you. He's pausing you for what he has in store for you. God is pausing you. He's telling you, wait for what he has in store for you. Because sometimes you'll be in a rush and be ahead of God, and you divert totally from where God is taking you to. And let me tell you something. Vision, as I have grown to understand it, is time sensitive. You can't play around with your vision. You can't play around with what God is trying to make you achieve. Because vision is time sensitive. You see, when God asks us to wait, we might think we are wasting time. But no, God is using the time you're waiting to rearrange what he has what retrofitted for you you must understand that sometimes we go way ahead of God some of us are also slower than the pace God wants us to go so in our wait period he re-energizes us for what he's called us for so in waiting I want to throw a few things ahead for you to understand you have to still hold on to your faith very, very important in your wait period. Don't let the devil play with your mind. How many of you know there's always a board meeting going on in your head? The devil, yourself, and God, or the Spirit of God. The devil is telling you you can't do it. God is telling you you can. 
you're standing in the middle like a zombie. See, where your strength lies is where your decision goes. I'll say that again. If your strength lies in walking with God by faith because you believe in what God has told you, you see, you got a strength to move on. If you believe that the devil's word is stronger, the devil's word will veer you towards you cannot do it, you cannot do it until you give up and quit. Somebody said, it's not the delayer, but it's the quitting. Yes, you could delay yourself through decisions you made that didn't favor where you're going. Yes, you could delay yourself by some things that happened that you had no control over, but you can't make a decision to quit. Because quitters never win. It's winners who are those who constantly pounded the floors. They knew what God told them, and they put all their energy into it. And they consistently, I'll emphasize the word, consistently kept themselves going and going and going until one day they turn around and ask themselves wow is this how far i've come then they realize that it's not by man nor by power but by the spirit of the lord so get these two uh, basic ingredients for waiting faith and patience faith and patience and we're going to read hebrews 10 36 and Hebrews 6, 12, very, very key scriptures that can help you understand the process of waiting. Faith and patience. Did I say faith? Faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. So it means that in your waiting period, the devil can trick you out of your God-given gift. Tell the devil I know what God called me for. I know where I'm going. I have all it takes to wait. Amen? Because your faith is not giving up when you don't see the thing. Your faith is knowing that even though the thing has not happened, you act as though it's happened because it's going to happen. Amen. Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things what? Hope for. All of us have our dreams and vision and hope. But for us to have energy and power to pursue those dreams and vision, you have to give it what? Faith. Make it happen now. Even though you don't see it happening, you ask that though it's happening. So what does uh, Hebrews 10, uh, read 35 and 36 together. It says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Most people, minister, have missed God and have lost their reward because of a few hindrances the devil placed in their way. They didn't know when to wait. They thought God said no. Especially those, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, how do you call it? Jack of all trades people. There's a word they use for them. They're doing this today. It doesn't work. They change and do something else this time. And now next time they do another thing next time. No. There's a key factor in pounding and pushing your dreams and your visions. There's a key factor. That's why we value consistency. You see, what you do constantly, you master. What you do constantly, God gives you an experience over that. And very soon, by the time you realize it's made your feet like the hands feet and has made you so strong, the people will start coming to you for the same advice of experiences you've been through. Experience is richer than being quick to fulfill a dream. Experience. Experience is very, very important. So it says that, therefore, do not cast away. Don't let that confidence go. 
The confidence you started your life with, don't let that confidence go. In other words, keep your enthusiasm. Keep the God within you and allow the God within you to determine your decision making. I'll throw it any way you can so that you're going to get it. You see, there's a God in you that is beckoning you every day to come. He's beckoning. He's drawing you closer and closer to your God-given dreams and visions and aspirations. Let that God in you keep drawing you. That's what we call enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. Entheos, the God in within. You see, so when you allow the God in you to draw you, there is no time you pay attention to this flesh. Because the flesh will tell you you've done all you can. Quit. Give up. But there's a God in you that every morning when you wake up, breathes fresh breath in you and tells you, this is the day that I've made. Rejoice and be glad. Go one more time. Go do it one more time. So in Hebrews, look at 36, it says, for you have need of what? Endurance. King James will say you have need of patience, which most people don't have. Most people, the moment they sit in the craft, they want the craft to just start flying. But they don't know they have to fool the craft first. Warm the craft up first to a mature person. That is waiting period. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel at the slightest hindrance. He says, for you have a need of patience or endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you will receive the promise. What promise? The promise that comes with fulfilling that dream. To every dream, every vision, there's a promise attached to it. Because God will reward you when you fulfill that God-given vision. You have need of what? Patience. So that after you've done the will of God. Can I pause here and ask some of you listening right now and watching me. That do you know what the will of God for your life is? See, we take it for granted. They've stopped teaching all these things in churches. You have to know what the will of God is because the will of God for somebody's life is not the same for you. Somebody's called to do something. You're busy competing with that person. And you're wondering why you're frustrated. You're not called for that. Don't envy fish. Fish are created to live in water. They don't learn how to swim. In their DNA, fishes are natural swimmers. You are created to breathe air. When you go into the sea and you want to compete with fish, you will definitely fail. You know why? Because in your DNA, you're supposed to breathe oxygen, not be in water. You can learn how to swim all you can. You can't compete with fish. This is just a one example I can give you. But I believe you understand that. So when God calls you, search the scriptures to find the will of God for your life. In other words, those of you who are going a little deeper into temperament, the way you are wired will determine the kind of business God will wire you for. Even in your ministry, your temperament defines what kind of ministry will be effective for your life. Is anybody getting anything? So God sometimes slows us down so we can reevaluate. Say reevaluate. To so reevaluate means that to look at where you started from and where you've gotten to and find out if you're on course or you're doing exactly what God called you for or you're just copying somebody else. And the recipe for disaster in life is walking in territories 
you have no idea about. So look at it. It says that what? You have need of endurance that after you've done the will of God. So know what the will of God is. Some of us are pre presenting to God something he didn't call it, us to do when we're saying God should bless him. See, when you do what God's will is, and not what your will is, you receive the promise. If I stop here, I believe I've given you a best message ever. But I want to add a few more. Go to Hebrews 6. Since we're in Hebrews, go to 6 quickly. 6, and we'll read the 12 to add a few more to it. Very, very important. Child of God, these are not days you just follow. Just He says, he says, prophetic words that has nothing to do with your purpose and destiny in life. These are days that you have to zero in to know the mind of God for your life. That's why we emphasize of spiritual Christianity and not religious Christianity. Religion can just throw you off course, but spirituality will never fail you. Because you are first a spirit created by God who is a spirit. He says, now is the time that the true worshippers will worship him in spirit and in truth. If you have God as your father, how can you fail in life? So are you at Hebrews 6, 12? says that you do not become what sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Does it marry with what we just read? You see, it says don't be sluggish. Another word for sluggish, somebody help me, English student, is lazy. What is another word for lazy? Slow. What's another word for slow? So you see that Christians are so lazy, they don't want to push themselves and they want everything so quick and so fast that they miss God. Look at it again. That you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who are through faith and patience inherit the promise. There are people who went through a whole lot. When you read Hebrews 11, you can see their names line up. We call them the heroes of faith. One thing that, I, that really caught my attention when I was reading it was Hebrews 12 did not give us those who won victories alone. But it gave us pictures of those who were so poised in making it that even they trusted God to the detriment of their own lives. Now this is a kind of pseudo-Christian teaching that says that, oh, if you believe in God, everything should work well for you. Go read Hebrews 11. Some even trusted God for the case to be torn asunder, like cut into pieces. They trusted God to that point. She's, so, working with God through, the word through faith simply means that sometimes things might not look the way you want it to look. It might not be the way you want it to be. But because you trust God, you walk by faith anyway. You see, that's the part people don't emphasize. By faith, they won. By faith, they have victories. By faith, they quench the fiery fire. By faith, some saw their case torn asunder, but they still trusted God. Let me tell you something. God will decide to do without us. God can decide to do without us. But ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and sisters, we can't do without God. We can't do without God because if God decides not to help you, there's nothing you can do about it. And nobody can help you aside him. Wherever you go for help, 
let me tell you, you pay an exorbitant price for it. Jesus asked this question. He said, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? God is the only one who can bless you and preserve your soul at the same time. Anybody else who wants to bless you wants a piece of your soul. Are you ready to go negotiate for your soul just for fame, for power, for wealth, or for whatever? So learn to wait. When God asks you to wait, you need faith and you need patience. Somebody say after me. You need what? Faith and patience. You see, because faith is the confidence assurance that what God said to me, I had it and it's true and it will come to pass. I'll say that again. Faith is the confidence assurance I have in God that I had God speak to me. And what he told me was true. And when I wait on him and work hard and keep my focus and keep pushing myself forward, it will definitely come to pass. And let me tell you something. Uh, patience simply says that, yes, I've done all I can, but I have no choice. I have no other alternative. I'll keep going. Oh, I admire mothers. Come on. Let's clap for our mothers or women in general. Listen, women have this kind of quality that you don't know where it came from. It's natural. It's inborn. A man faced difficulty with his children. He wants to run away. A woman will find every means necessary to raise her kids. And it's funny sometimes how life can be very cruel. Yes, we're talking about faith, but let's talk about another side of faith. They work their fingers off literally and work hard and raise their kids. And then at the end of their life, all their kids become renowned and very well-placed in society. And maybe four, five, ten kids cannot take care of one woman. If you're the kind of person listening to me, please, I want to beckon on you. It's not good. It's not good because the Bible says that honor your parents and need to be well with you. You can't be giving all around your community and neglect your mother. Neglect the one who toiled and worked hard to see you grow and become the man or the woman you become. You see, I'm talking about faith, but faith goes so deep. The Bible says that faith that works by love. If you don't work your faith by love, your faith will not be effective enough. If you don't have, add a little patience to your faith, your faith will just become shipwreck. So this morning, I came to tell you, learn to wait. Yeah, it's a virtue. It's a virtue. Learning to wait is not pleasant because, you see, every time God gives us a dream, he gives us a burden. And that big burden gives us time sensitive. It makes us become time conscious. And you see, time plays on our expectation. Told Abraham, you be, have a son. And your son will become what? The heir of your throne. And for 25 good years, Abraham was waiting. That's why Abraham became a friend of God. Because the Bible says that for all indication, for Abraham to quit, he didn't. He kept what? Trusting God by faith. That's why it's called Father Abraham. What would your legacy be? A quitter? Somebody who starts stuff and doesn't finish? Abraham trusted God to a point that even naturally, scientists would tell you the guy was out of condition of fulfilling the purpose of God. But the Bible says that his, his faith brought back life 
to his mortal body. That's what the faith of God can do. Let me tell you something, my brother, my sister, listening to me. You can't have faith and fear at the same time. You can't have faith and fear at the same time. You see, all these virtues run on the same track. Either you're operating on a high level faith, or you're allowing the devil to ingest fear in you. Let me say it in a different way. Oh, somebody said, but I have to love those I have to love. Listen, love and hatred runs on the same track. You're either loving somebody to a point of sacrificing your life for them to live, or you hate them with a passion. It takes the same energy. You choose one. So for those religious people who hate so much, but they talk about the love of God, it's hypocrisy. You better watch and find out which track you're walking on. Because when you're walking by faith, fear cannot confront you. It's just like light and darkness. Turn off light, darkness will win. Turn on light, darkness goes. They can't coexist. So this year, I want to encourage you, in your wait period, don't entertain fear. Because fear simply is false evidence that comes as though it's a real thing. All this shall pass. Don't make your temporary decisions permanent. Just trust God. Walk in your faith because the just shall live by faith. And learn to pause. When God says pause, pause. When God says go, go. When God says increase your speed, increase. You see, the only person you can trust in this journey called life is the Spirit of God in you. There's somebody God has given to you called the Holy Spirit. It's called the paracletus in the Greek. means the standby. It's a standby because you are just on your own, running on what? Uh, an anointing. But when your anointing runs out, it stands by you like a generator. Anybody here? Don't leave the work for the generator to do. You have your own energy. That's why you, they call it potential. It's part of God in you. God is all omnipotent and you have the potential to finish what God has called you to do. Let me leave you with this. With all said, Make sure you walk in positivity and not negativity. If you're the person who quickly becomes resentful and becomes bitter and all of a sudden you're angry and you begin to hate, remember that you have a weakness that you have to quickly deal with. The Bible says that we have to walk in love. I don't have to like you to love you. Because love is a decision you make. Anyone you allow into that track will control that track. If you allow hatred, hatred will control you. If you allow love, love will control you. So any which way you can do to live a positive life, my brother, my sister, I want to encourage you to do that. When the Bible recommends forgiveness, it's not for the one you're forgiven, it's for yourself. When the Bible recommends love, it's not for the one you're loving, it's for yourself. Because when you learn to live the life of God in you, it, that life grows in you. If you live by faith, your faith grows. If you live fear, fear grows. So watch negativity. I will emphasize that. Because our mind runs on the track of either positive influences or negative influences. And make sure you make your, the word of God your guide for decision making. Philippians 4, 8 and 9. I would like to end with that. Eradicate every negative thought and thinking out of your life. And allow the positive to run through your life. 
Eradicate means let it go, kill it totally. Say, oh, but apostle is difficult. Yes, everything difficult needs to be tackled. And life is difficult. If you want to live a stress-free life and not allow people around you to control you, married couples, don't let your spouses control you. Control yourself by thinking always positively. Maybe that's another subject that I just threw in there. Don't allow your friends to control you. Whoever controls you determines your de the destiny of your life. Let me throw in this before we read that scripture. And Pastor, I'd like you to read it for me. I was listening to this spiritualist and was talking and talking and talking. And one thing caught my attention. It says in spirituality, when somebody succeeds in getting you angry, they get you. They get you. They get you to lose your power because in anger, it's like you're intoxicated. You lose control. Don't allow circumstances to let you lose control. Control means that you're the master of yourself. You decide what you want done. Man of God, woman of God, don't be slapping your wife or your husband all around and blame her for letting you slap. No, she didn't let you slap you. You slapped her because of lack of control. The Bible says that Somebody without control is like a city without a wall. Demons will take you for a ride. So let's listen to what Philippians have to say. Please read it a little louder. Eight. Yes, sir. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. One final thing. I like the way Paul put it. After telling you all that, I'm telling you this final thing. Now, let me say it after you, since they're listening to me so they can hear it. The one final thing, read on. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Fix your thoughts on what is true. And honorable. And honorable. And right and pure. And right and pure. And lovely and admirable. And lovely and admirable. So it means that somebody can only annoy you when you fix your thought on things that they do that are not admirable. Parents, you can you can testify with that. When you love your son, you've done everything. And you still keep doing the not admirable things. Sometimes, let me tell you the honest truth. You feel like you can just banish that kid off the surface of the earth. Even some parents say that. I brought you here, I can take you out. That's not true. There's a law that will deal with you. You can't take anybody out. But I said this to say this. That is a test of the love you have for your child. See, look at all that God went through just to send his son to come save us and we're still disappointed but he still loves us anyway see that's why i love that god i said because our god is all merciful you see fix your thought what translation is that the living translation it says fix your thoughts fix your thoughts so whatever you fix your thoughts on will determine your mood when god says wait learn to fix your thought on your journey not what you've been through. They all add into your experiences. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Wisdom Connection. And we ask that you support this ministry by subscribing if you haven't. Please press the notification button, share our messages, because we want to reach as many people as possible. This world is full of darkness, and the only way we can eradicate darkness is by throwing in the light of the glorious gospel. God bless you. This is your servant, Apostle Sami Adi, wishing you all the best life has to offer. Learn to wait. When the demand comes for you to wait, don't hesitate. Wait.
because God has in store a lot more for you. God bless you.